judge a book by its cover. I think you can also judge a football fan by his jerseys or her jerseys. Um, and I think since I started this podcast, jerseys was something which I've always wanted to discuss. I found it such an interesting part of football fandom. Uh, it's something so tangible, yet the pull it holds on us is so intangible, really, right? It's something you can't really explain, like why you like wearing a jersey. Uh, so to discuss this and more with a glance at the World Cup and the jerseys we've seen on display so far, uh, I thought I was the biggest jersey find I know, but these two on the panel are definitely much bigger ones. So we're going to be geeking out for the next hour or so. Uh, so I've got firstly Ramsey. Ramsey Abushala, the founder and editor of Urban Pitch. Ramsey, good to have you here, man. Hey, what's going on? Just the editor, not the founder, but oh, uh, no, the founder. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, gladly take that title. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're good. You're awesome. And uh, Tom, Tom with the Sports Gazette. Tom, how's it going, man? Yeah, good thing, man. I'm very happy to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Before we really dive into breaking down the World Cup jerseys, uh, I'm going to start, and I want you guys to tell me about the first jersey you bought and the story behind it. Uh, Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, so for me, the first Spurs jersey I've ever owned would be the Chelsea sort of 0102. Um, I can't remember how I received it, whether it was a birthday or Christmas present. I assume it would be one of the two, but that's sort of the earliest kit I remember then. I also had around that time sort of an England kit as well. And I believe my dad had bought me a Barcelona shirt from when he'd been out there around that sort of era as well. So they're the three sort of early ones I can remember. And then it'd be some Chelsea shirts from around that time as well. So yeah, the 0102 Chelsea home kit with the Fly Emirates and the old badge. Yeah, that was the first one I had. Did it have a name on the back? Uh, no, no. When I was a, yeah, I never really had names on the back when I was a kid. Yeah, normally it would be the just the plain shirt. Yeah, so I don't I don't quite go um, as far back. Um, growing up, I was as as a kid, I was um, you know growing up here in the U.S. Obviously, you know, um, soccer is not as you know ingrained into uh, the the sporting culture um, as it is elsewhere. Um, so I grew up. Yeah, I, we I, know I, that I, we call it soccer. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, um, but, uh, you know, so I grew up, I grew up playing baseball. Actually, I played through college. Um, you know, I, I watched the world cup. I was about as casual as a soccer fan, um, uh, as, as there could be. Um, and then um, I actually got into, um, into the sport through the cultural side. Um, and I, I discovered urban pitch shortly after college. Um, and I loved, you know, just some of the things that, um, you're able to cover through through um, soccer and soccer culture, whether it's you know the connection to art, to fashion, um, music, and, and, and everything like that. So um, that's really when I became um, engulfed in, in in the fandom. And uh, the first jersey that I that I uh, ever bought was shortly after I, I joined Urban Pitch. I was lucky enough to be able to um, cover a, a Neymar Juniors uh, uh, his, the, the five aside tournament that uh, Red Bull used to do. Um, I don't know if they still do it. They, they might actually still do it, but um, the, I, I covered the world final in Brazil um, and we were able to go to um, um, a, a Santos match uh, while we were there. And um, while we were there, you know, we, we checked out the, the, uh, the team, uh, the team store. And then they had, I think it was the third 
third kit from that year. Um, I think it was 16, 17, but it's a, it's a, it's a Kappa has the, you know, the Santos uh, black and white stripes. Um, and then that kind of, I'm, I'm a collector by, by nature. It's, you know, um, a detriment to my bank account. Um, but, uh, since then I, I've, I've kind of, you know, just gone into, um, finding different, um, jerseys, whether it's just, you know, newer ones that I, that I like, or, um, some, some more, some like, uh, older retro ones that you find it you know, on eBay or whatnot. Uh, before we really dive in, um, Ramsey, why don't you just tell us a bit about Urban Pitch, um, you know, the site which you're not yeah, the founder right. of, uh, as mm. you've just told us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just tell us a little bit about Yeah, so, so like, I, like I briefly uh, mentioned, um, Urban Pitch, we cover, um, you know, everything that, that, that has to go with, with um, soccer or football um, and football culture. Um, so... Um, we're uh, an online publication um, that, you know, we, we also function as a, a digital marketing agency where, you know, we create content with different brands and whatnot. But um, in terms of the editorial stuff on the site, that's all original. Uh, Shuby is, has done a, a bunch of great pieces for us. Um, and um, whether it's, you know, interviews, um, uh, editorials, uh, lists, um, you know, we, we cover just about anything that um, um, from the culture side of the game. So whereas um, normally when I tell people, you know, I write for a soccer website, they think, you know, we're doing um, um, like in-depth tactical analysis, talking about, you know, transfer rumors, stuff, the more traditional stuff that you would see on, um, you know, ESPN or Sky Sports. Um, we don't quite have the size or the, uh, you know, the uh, editorial team that, that they do. So we kind of, you know, to, to stand out from that, we, we fill in the cracks of what isn't covered by those bigger sites. Um, and to me, that's the more interesting stuff and anyways. And that's really what, what like I said, that, that brought me into the game. So covering things, you know, like um, supporters, uh, supporters groups, culture, um, um, you know, artists who are influenced by by um, by the game, whether they grew up playing or they just are, are, are huge fans of it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk to musicians who have close ties to, to, to football. So, I mean, there's just there isn't a shortage of um, um, just things that we're able to cover um, because the game is just so global. It's it's so interconnected with a lot of a lot of you know just everyday society. So that's basically um, in a nutshell of what what we do as as a site. Our, our tagline is the street voice of the beautiful game. So um, you know all things urban culture um, and, and intertwined with soccer are uh, right there in our niche. And obviously that includes kits. A lot of what we do. Some of our best performing stories, you know, are, are different kit roundups and um, you know jersey rankings and hot takes around um, different kits. So um, that's pretty much where where we stand. Um, yeah, I think I think when you know when I launched this podcast, uh, I think just working with Urban Pitch and just seeing the stuff you put out and just I guess thinking a bit more deeply about that kind of made me realize that yeah. there's so many stories there, right? Uh, off the pitch to like dive into discover, and it's something which I think as fans we always experience, but there isn't anyone talking about it as much, yeah. right? They, some of these stories need to be told. Um, so, you know, my first jersey, uh, it's a funny story. So I was, this is 2007. I was at a Arsenal-West Ham game uh, and Arsenal tuned up at halftime. And it was my, like, just, I think the second ever live game I've seen, you know, uh, second time seeing Arsenal and just taking in the Emirates, all of it, just a sea of red all around me. I'm like, I need a jersey, man. Like, like you know, you just to feel like you really belong. Like, it's that final thing needed. 
I just started supporting Arsenal. I was about eight years old, maybe. Um, and literally, bro, at halftime, I left. I went down to the club store with my dad. Uh, I got a Fabregas number four. Um, and the second half, I wore out wearing that. And um, unfortunately, Fabregas went on to leave, broke my heart in the process. But And Tom is a Chelsea fan smiling there. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> he liked that one. He liked that one. Oh, yeah, yeah he did. Uh, but uh, it's still a still a very special jersey, I think you know. Uh, and I think it's why Fabregas is, I think, very special for me as well because something about having the first jersey there. Um, so that's that. Uh, cool. So why don't we dive right into the World Cup chat now? Uh, so we're down to the quarterfinals. Uh, you know, just a bit over halfway done, more than halfway done here with the World Cup. Um, Tom, what jerseys have caught your eye so far at the World Cup? Ooh, um. So I think for me, obviously you've got your your sort of classic ones, your Brazil, your Netherlands, your Portugal, your Belgians. A couple of those have been a bit off, but um, I quite enjoy, I like the England away kits this this year, but we haven't brought that one out yet. I think we might bring it out if we go beyond France and get a team who play in white, like an Argentina or something like that. But yeah, that the home kit doesn't quite quite appeal to me I thought it might by the time I'd seen the players playing it but um, it's still a little bit off to me but that's a Nike issue that's a whole other story at all and then you've always got your African teams that come into the World Cup um, I really liked Cameroon's home kit this year um, I was a big fan of Senegal's as well Morocco's red is really nice um, another one for me as well is Japan uh, I think they always have a really nice kit in the World Cup it's not quite to the level of their 2018 home shirt in my opinion but I think yeah the one this year was yeah still very very nice I think Adidas always do a very good job with them um, why did the England home kit I saw a divided opinion right like when it came out I felt like it was just everyone was like this is terrible what is the blue like there's something about it fell off but it's actually quite grown on me you know yeah no, I think a few people have yeah sort of flip flop on that I think um, the tagline that most people had who didn't like it that much was it's just a training kit a drawing kit glorified training kit I think once they added the numbers and the names of the players and it has it's definitely not as bad as it looks I think it's that's always seems to be the case with most kits that don't really seem to hit on release. But then when you see it on a player in real life, it does improve. I don't despise it like I did when it first came out. It is a, a little better. I mean, if we go on to win the trophy, touch wood, then it will resonate with me for the rest of my life. But um, yeah, so it's it's definitely... it's. I understand why, why people weren't big fans, well, myself included, but I also understand why people are starting to grow with it a bit more now. Yeah, it, it also had two things kind of working against it. Um, one of one is, and you mentioned it, the, the Nike template this year. I thought was uh, a little strange. I think it works in some instances, but in most instances, it it doesn't. Um, you know, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. jerseys, especially the home one, was kind of kind of got that uh, training kit tagline as well. Um, so that's, that's one thing. And then, and then the other is I thought particularly the uh, previous England home kit, um, the one that was worn in the Euros um, uh, a couple summers ago, uh, I thought that was particularly a strong one, especially with the details on the net line. Yeah, um, so the badge in the middle, I think that was, yeah, like, yeah, it worked really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I I had the kind of the same instant reaction when, especially when the leaks, um, I think the footy headlines leak made it look just, just horrendous. Yeah. I think um, they always do. Yeah. Right. And they, and they always yeah. do. And, and we've written about that on the side actually. Um, but, uh, 
once once you have the numbers, once you see it in, in, in action, that that's really the only time that you can fully kind of get the best idea of, of what you, your thoughts are on, on on the shirt. But yeah, I, I do think the, the sleeve pattern um, um, mixed with that kind of like, I don't know what it's like the, the sleeve, uh, like the, the trim of it or, or like the, the, the sewing, the, like the stitch line is it just, it just looks a little strange. Um, but yeah, you can do much. You guys both brought up training kits, right? Like it has a training kit vibe. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what is the difference between what characterizes a training kit and what makes a proper football jersey? I think with sort of training kits, like we've had it over the last few years, especially with Nike in England. I remember back in the last um, World Cup, England had a very nice training kit that I know was very popular over here with just the, the blue and sort of similar colors to you have on the shoulders now. There's a nice blue and white pattern with the badge next to it, which I think is quite common on a training kit. It's quite plain with a little bit of something on it, which I think is what they sort of went for with this home kit. So I think that's why people have made that sort of sort of link between the two. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, something about the training kit, like uh, it doesn't look as official as like a, like a jersey. There's something that's like maybe that, um, uh, you know, you see like um, different um, concept sketches of whether it's like a concept car, you know, um, you see like a 3D rendering of it uh, versus like the final edition. I, I don't know if that's the, the, the correct like uh, metaphor for it, but it, it just feels like an unfinished jersey. And, and a lot of times, like in the past, um, I think France has had um, um, some some really strong um, training jerseys, but there there is a difference. And I don't I don't know if I can like properly like verbalize what that difference is, but it's like when you see it, you know it. Um, you know, and I think the, with the, with the U S Jersey in particular, like the, the lack of a Nike swoosh on the, on the front of the Jersey just kind of made it look like it was unfinished to me. So I think that's why, um, um, it, I, I thought it, it looked like a, tra a training kit similar to the England one where there's also like a traditional, um, uh, like structure as to what we're, we're, um, what we expect from, from, from jerseys, like, you know, um, whether it's the, the badge, the sleeves, the collar, everything, all these details, there's, there's something that, um, whether it is, you know, explicitly put out or if it's just implied, um, and sometimes training jerseys have more freedom to kind of do, um, different things, whether it's, you know, adding more details, taking stuff out. Um, and so I think sometimes that can kind of blur the line between what's a training jersey and what is an actual on-pitch kit. I mean, I have been really fascinated by the jerseys at this World Cup because I think it's like every four years, right? Like, in a way, it doesn't matter almost what international jerseys they have between major tournaments, right? It's like, what are you putting on when the eyes of the world are on you? Um, it is a big deal, right? Like, it is your, what are you wearing? It's a massive statement. And do you think that... The fact that it comes every four years is what adds to the appeal for World Cup, though. You know, like with the jerseys that there's a because I've been noticing this. I'm really fascinated by like every jerseys, like Japan's jersey. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Or like the Senegal green kit, I thought is really neat too. Um, you know, and I think you're just noticing that more uh, 
because I guess it's tying in more to the country's culture, their colors. Uh, you know, you're seeing it in the fans. Uh, what do you think about it? Is there any other reason for why? Yeah, it's such I, th- a I think yeah, you're uh, into it there. The fact yeah, some countries really do like the manufacturers, whichever um, are making each country's kit. They really do delve into sort of like the the sort of culture of, of those countries that they're putting the jersey on for and then yeah the fact that it comes around every four years obviously for some of those nations it may maybe even longer waits than that so it will mean a lot to the fans like what the sort of shirt they're putting on and sort of the design and obviously yeah as you said like they're parading in front of the world playing football in front of the world you want them to look well you want them to look good and you want them to be that you want to wear that buy and wear that kit as well so yeah i think it's that's what makes them so special obviously it's a bit i think it's a bit less sort of to that level now obviously back in maybe 20 years ago you'd only get a new kit every four years maybe every two for the other tournaments whereas now it seems international teams are sort of following in the footsteps of clubs where they're just releasing kits every year now which is yeah sort of takes away from it a little bit but no it's there are still some very good um international kits this year and i think the the way that some of the manufacturers embrace the countries that they're making for really do help them stand out yeah yeah do you like the fact that they come out every four years now i mean so regularly now no or do you, would you prefer no I, I really don't um i think it's it's nice it had a good appeal for especially a bit of club level for a little while like every year the every team had their own different shirt every year and they will always be very different whereas now it's coming more and more corporate and money making like we also also touched on nike and their sort of template that they use for every single team that they design for and now that's being integrated into international level as well which i find very disheartening it's like you want to be different from who you're competing against and to have something that's yeah very similar works for some does not work for other and then now that they're incorporating that with the having kits coming out so often, it does take away from the, the sort of specialty of the football kit. Yeah. 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 And, and like you said, like, I think people are starting now to really feel like um, this is just a money, huge money grab when it comes mm-hmm. to releasing a Jersey every single year, because I mean, like they, like the, the kit manufacturers know, um, whether it's, you know, an Arsenal jersey, Real Madrid, whoever, like diehard fans are going to buy the shirt every single year. They know, they, they know this. This is like something that is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's low-hanging fruit for them. They could just put out whatever it is. Like they don't need to try. And in some cases, it's obviously, it's obvious that they didn't. Um, Change the shade of the color by a little bit. Say it's a new right. jersey and people yeah. would still buy it. Yeah, exactly. And right. and and it really is a shame because the the kit per, like the kit process, the the design process takes. I mean, I think it's like an eighteen month cycle. Um, so from like initial concepts to final product, so it takes a lot of time. And to say that designers aren't trying is um, a little bit insulting because there's a lot of work that goes into that but i mean when you're coming out with stuff every single year there there's a limit of originality of you know what you can do with certain designs um and i think i don't know how true this is but i saw somewhere that uh, there's like a rumor of of nike and adidas both going to uh an every other year um cycle again um for their club teams i have no, literally no idea like this is i probably shouldn't like it's not irresponsible to even say um but um <laughs> like this is just spreading rumors but um that's something that it's and, and something that i am uh um completely in favor for because you know like like tom like thomas said um it's it's at this 
this point, it's be, it's becoming a little bit overwhelming and um, just obviously corporate um, uh, intentions. Behind. Yeah, I know Brentford have done that over here in the yeah, season. I think that's worked really well. And um, but yeah, just going back to Nike, like um, I'm a Chelsea fan, and I haven't bought a shirt from the club for probably about five seasons now because they, Nike have done such a bad job with like the shirts they've been giving to us. It's it's just yeah, they're, they're, the fact they're so similar to every other Nike kit around the country well, around the world to be fair it's just yeah it does it puts puts me off i know it won't put some consumers off but yeah it's it's i hope yeah i'll be very up for that idea of you yeah, going back to once every two years yeah. just yeah i thought, sort of, that, I thought that yeah. one third uh the black third kit i think it might have been 2018 uh mm, kind yeah of- we yeah we've had we have had some nice third kits but yeah we've also had orange as well. yeah yeah that yeah that one was very very nice yeah okay. Remember the season oh, after we dropped yeah. that horrific sort of pink and blue striped third mm, number that was yeah. just so un-Chelsea. It was, yeah, it's horrible to watch us play in it. Like but... the Crystal Palace, like... Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember yeah. when the concept came out, it looked even yeah. darker red, which was like, no, no, we can't we can't have a red shirt. It just doesn't make any sense. Okay. But, it, yeah, it's... Ramsey, you know, I was pretty disappointed with the US jersey, man, this time. I was like, you're back in the World Cup after eight years, you know, uh, you've got an exciting group of players, uh, you know, I, and you have players who, like, I feel like certain players, like, if you look at US, you look at people like Weston McKenney, you look at Pulisic, you look at these guys, Tyler Adams, they are oh, very yeah. conscious of how they dress, they are conscious yeah. of their fashion, I think most young players today are, um, you know, the drip, the drip matters, and despite that, like, I yeah. felt like it was yeah. so basic. It, that, that one hurt because I was going to buy um, a U.S. World Cup jersey. I was excited to see it. And then you saw the, the leaks. They, they leaked a couple weeks early and uh, or maybe even a month early. And, you know, you just kind of hold on to hope and just say, okay, I hope these are just really unflattering photos. Um, and then you had Tim Weah, I think, Weston McKinney were both saying, like, I'll oh, just wait till you see the actual kit. Like, we're, we're not happy about it, basically. And, and like you said, yeah, like, Tim Weah is all about the way he looks. Um, um, Kellen Acosta is another guy with, with a really good fashion fashion um, um my, mindset but to me it's way too simple um i've I said this on our podcast the the lack of the swoosh um on the front of the jersey makes it look like a bootleg you know um it doesn't make it look like it's a, it's a nike shirt um it's like something you'd see at a gas station or you know it's just just a guy hawking on out, outside of the stadium um it leaves a lot more to be wanted and like like the england kit the, i think the pre- the, the previous home jersey um, was a, a really good example of how you can be simple without, you know, being boring. And I think this one is just a little boring. Do you also feel like, you know, because right now, if you look at where U.S. football is, right, like they're really striving for, I don't know if acceptance is the right word, but like really being recognized by everyone that, yes, we're legit. Yes, we're a force. Um, you know, we're just as good as everyone else. Um, and I feel like the jersey is such an imp- important part of that when you're trying to appeal to fans, right? Like, if I think of some mm-hmm. a team like Nigeria, yeah. like, their kids are, like, yeah. incredible yeah. every time, right? Like, they are in the consciousness of fans. People are thinking about it. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like everything matters right now for U.S. football. And I think... I feel like a good World Cup jersey yeah. should have been prioritized. Yeah, no, no. You're, you're, you're 100% right. Me? I think... Um... Like... Getting it right would have been a huge deal because if they would have come out with something, you know, that was beloved by a lot of fans, 
um, they would have had a lot of sales. And I, I, I still see, I mean, you know, r- regardless of what the design looks like, people are going to buy it. Um, I've seen a lot of people, you know, with the, the, the jersey, both home and away, um, out here at, at watch parties or, uh, you know, just, just walking on the street. Um, but yeah, I think they, they really uh, missed an opportunity to create something that really would have resonated with um, uh, an American audience that is, you know, like you said, desperate for acceptance in, in, in global soccer. Yeah. And um, Tom, you know, we've been talking about Nike as well. They they got the US one wrong with the templates, Brazil, Netherlands. Um, I feel like the thing with the Brazil and Netherlands one in particular is I feel like all the shade, the, the shade of the color wrong, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like the Netherlands jersey, the orange isn't just right. It's more like golden-ish. And Brazil, the yellow is too bright. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on the Netherlands one. Um, I remember when I first saw that one, just sort of the, the online reaction was a bit, yeah, was certainly of that of a dislike. And yeah, I agree. It's a case of how on earth do you get a Netherlands shirt wrong? Like, I don't think there's that. I, can, I certainly can't remember in my lifetime or even older ones from older than I am in my, yeah, that I know of. Yeah, I can't think of a bad one that they've put out before. So, yeah, the fact they missed sort of slightly missed the mark with this one. Yeah, the color is definitely, I think, the issue. It's yeah, they normally go for a much bolder color, and it's a little bit off. Yeah, I can't quite put my finger on it with that one, but yeah, it's it's not it's not great. It's a shame because obviously the big orange color is um, a big part of what Dutch football's about. So it's a shame that they yeah they got that one a little bit wrong. And then uh, Brazil, Brazil, I don't, I'm not too much of a, like, a big issue with. Um, I still think it looks like a Brazil shirt. The colour might not be as bold as they normally do, but it's still, they're still obviously so different from every other country of the colour that they wear. So, yeah, the yellow is, it still does its job in my opinion. But I, yeah, I don't have too much of a an issue with that one. Um, And of course, uh, Netherlands are going to be playing Argentina. And I think that is one team which we're just talking about year after year like I feel like you can buy one Argentina kit and I don't think you have to buy another one because it's pretty much always the same just a couple of changes here and there and like you can't go wrong with that and I think that the same should be true for Brazil and Netherlands but um, I don't know like the Argentina kit like I got that one the minute it came out because I was like it's like Messi's last World Cup. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you slightly right? there. Um, I, yeah, so that, uh, certainly for maybe the last sort of three or four, back to like 2008, yeah, they've not made many changes to it, which I don't think you need to with an Argentina shirt. There's no need to go anywhere too elaborate with it. The blue and the white with the stripes with nice badge and on the left-hand side, you can't really go too wrong. Obviously, if you look back to sort of more early 90s even in the 80s then you can find obviously it's slightly different that you've had the all they've done like all light blue before which is yeah that, that definitely works very well for them but i think yeah this it's definitely one that stands out this year it always does and i think that's a, again a credit to adidas and to the job they do with the sort of special international kits they do a very decent job with them as an england phantom like do you feel any qualms let's say about wearing uh a jersey of another country during this World Cup period, right? Like, is there something you feel like about loyalties? Because I'm from India, like, complete neutral. So I will I know Friday I'm going to be wearing my Argentina kit, mm-hmm. Saturday I'll be wearing my England kit, and I'm not going to have any difference whatsoever. Um, how is it for you, though? Like, with someone... Yeah, international ones are um, an interesting one for me because um, I, I bought a France shirt just before the 2018 World Cup with Giroud on the back. Seems my favourite player at the time, and 
still is to be fair and um i felt i remember i had it on during a france australia game and i was at st george's park to watch um the fa disability cup that day which felt very strange to be in england sort of training ground during the world cup in a french shirt and I've, I've still got it now. And I remember saying before this World Cup started, OK, I'm, I'm going to stick to England. I'm not going to put this France shirt on. And then the day Giroud equaled the record, I dug it out and put it on the next day. So I think I don't have as much of a sort of issue with wearing other nation shirts. Um, I think it might be a case of the fact during my lifetime that England have never really sort of contested sort of major tournament until very recently so that's becoming a bit more a thing to consider now but it definitely wasn't something in the past but when you compare it to sort of like club football I wouldn't be seen dead in any other club colours even if they're apart from maybe if they're like a local lower league side like maybe a Bromley who are in down like the National League which is like the fifth tier but yeah I'd have I'd take issue if I put on maybe a Sunderland shirt even though they're in like League One I'd yeah, that would, that would not be something I'd really want to do. And then, yeah, the, it would take a lot for me to say put on a, an Arsenal shirt, a Man United shirt, a Liverpool shirt. I'd, I'd actively avoid trying to be put in that position to do that. So I think, yeah, for club, it's a very strong position. But international, it's not as much of an issue for me. You know, Tom, I found it interesting how you said when Giroud broke the record, the next day you went and you had your jersey on. Um that's so interesting because I think so many people like would not understand that. But when you said that, I immediately got it, right? Like, yeah. it's a very instinctive thing to do, right? Like, the guy who says that you have done something, yeah, next day you're going to wear it. But to someone else, like, oh, it's, how do you It's so that? hard to verbalize. I mean, my my connection with, with Olivier Giroud is probably, like, even most Chelsea fans, they, they, they appreciated him for what he did for us. They they quite liked him, but it it's became a weird sort of, wouldn't quite go as far as obsession, but I own sort of five jerseys now with his name on his back, on my back, like, two Chelsea shirts, got a nice little on them. Oh, no, 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 no. No need to do that. I'll think I'll nice Montpellier. We'll find a Montpellier one somewhere. I'll invest in that. But no, we won't be getting any any Arsenal anytime soon. But yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting connection. I think, yeah, like you said, you got it immediately, which I think is all that needs to be said. I could have put on my Milan one with my his name on the back or a Chelsea one, but the fact he did it for France, it was a French record. It's like, okay, yeah, this... Yeah. It, it, it's, it's something I've been following for years when he's been closing down on Henri. Like, every single goal for the last probably 10 goals he scored I've been counting them down so I think I'd probably put a tweet out every time he scored so yeah it's, it's something that I had a special connection for me so it's like yeah it'd be rude not so I'm happy he's done it now but especially him breaking the record before we face him so that'd be something that uh, hopefully he doesn't have a good game at the weekend that'd be nice that'd be nice <laughs> to avoid. Uh, yeah, yeah that's interesting you know I remember um so when Arsenal lost 8-2 to United right um and like, that was such a shock to the senses. And, and I was, like, the only Arsenal fan in my group. And I remember the next day, we all going to play football. And I wore the same jersey well, not, which we wore that day, right? Like, the 8-2 jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wore that as a way of, like, <laughs> I am still with the team, you know? Like, yeah, I'm still, yeah. like, I'm taking a stand here, you know? Like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, Again, like, really tough to explain that, right? Like, in... To the others, it was just a way for them to poke more fun at me for the loss, which is fair. But it, it, it's a difference there, I think, with jerseys and um, the relationships you have there.
Auntie, what's what's your favorite jersey? If I ask you, like, what's a jersey you have a strong mm. emotional connection with? That that I have, or that I'm uh, that I would like to uh, get. Any, any. Um. So I think I guess. Oh man, that's a good question. That's a good. That's a good question. I think so. I think the the one that I've been trying to find um for a while that wasn't like an extortionate price um was the i think it might be from 2012 the france kit from 2012 which is the Karl lagerfeld designed one with uh, had the bigger uh badge with the the uh horizontal stripes going uh, going across it that one is like something that i've been um trying to get another one is uh the 96 97 psv um um kit I think in, in I think they had a purple a purple away or third shirt that year, but that particular one is something that uh, I think Ronaldo, right huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronaldo, um, Brazilian Ronaldo was wore, wore that shirt, um, and that's something that you know I, I would love to to be able to get. But that does there's it's like a four hundred dollar five hundred dollar investment there. But um, in terms of uh, ones that I have that that um, are some of my favorites, I have. Um, um, a France women's national team shirt from 2019, the 2019 World Cup, um, with the kind of like the polka dot pattern on it. That one, um, I, um, I, I truly love. And then um, I was able to get a, a Venezia um, um, shirt from uh, 20, uh, 2021, the, the first one that they did with Kappa. Um, so that one um, holds a, a pretty high place in, in my heart as well. Venezia is like the perfect football culture club, isn't it? Like, yeah. they're, they're all about that, really. Right. Um, yeah. I think just the way they do their social media, everything. Yeah, the, the, the social, like, the, the socials are great. The way that, uh, you know, they, they uh, both talk about games, wins and losses, um, the way that they interact with fans. Um, I think they do a really good job with that, especially, you know, um, because I think there's, like, a... <clears throat> certain like um like homogenous way that you see uh football clubs or any really sports teams social media like the tone of voice you know they try to be uh you know like this kind of cool like snarky um uh, voice on, on on social media but venetia's it, it, it seems authentic you know it seems like it's true and whoever runs their um uh, their socials like has a grip a true grip on what you know venetia is about and so i think that really resonates with um with an international audience really because there aren't too many serie b teams getting that kind of um, notoriety i feel like one other trend we're noticing with jerseys now is um like the retro kids, right? Like, I think that's mm. coming back in yeah. now. Or more than, like, clubs are starting to embrace it with, you know, it can be through hoodies, jumpers, uh, you know, the lot. And as well, like, I see fans, like, I know, Tom, for you, I've seen so many times you wear jerseys of, like, yeah. a 1990 Chelsea kit, right? Uh, or, like, something way back. And I feel like we're seeing more of that now as well. Much more, much more of a cultural thing now that people are—it's become so so popular for people to go back and buy like retro kits to get your hands on like a proper one from the nineties costs a few hundred pounds, especially if you want one in good condition. Um, yeah, the ones I own are sort of club release sort of replicas, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got a couple where you've got the Commodore sponsor, obviously they're 
they don't they're not a business anymore so they can put that on but i've got the the 97 one the chelsea 97 one that i've got which is very nice but it doesn't have the core sponsor on because obviously they can't put it on there because they're still a company that's active so yeah they're, they're very they're a good sort of knockoff way i mean they're still not that cheap but they yeah they're, I, i'm a big fan of them and um, so i think it's a good way for the club to sort of resonate back to the olden days and give yeah fans who want to own sort of like these retro shirts that are very popular a way for them to do it at a reasonable price so yeah they're they, I think it's, it's just the sort of the sign of the times as well like fashion trends sort of come and go and vintage is always something that comes in and out and I think yeah the fact that it's very in at the moment is just a testament with the popularity of wearing football shirts that they go hand in hand which I think is why yeah they're probably pitching up in popularity and will probably continue to do so yeah you think yeah, 15 and, and years from now looking at the Chelsea Nike kit and being like yeah I want that oh, uh, I don't know I'm not too <laughs> <laughs> I remember being so excited when Chelsea had announced that we were moving tonight I thought they were going to do such a good job and yeah they, they really let us down so no I don't think in the future we'll be harking back maybe to a few of the away shirts and the third shirts that we mentioned earlier but yeah the home shirts no not too many will live long in the memory I don't think but that that is interesting because you, you will see sometimes um, certain shirts that were almost unanimously panned when they were released um only to become you know somewhat like sought after um like 20 30 years later um i think maybe it was maybe it was a newcastle we did a story a full story on these like uh, shirts that were um you know just hated upon release and then like you know caught a second life later on and i think a lot of that has to do with not only like because obviously 90s designs have like signature you know like the the, the baggier fit bright colors you know these these kind of crazy wild eye catching patterns so that all um has, has really come back into style now but um in addition it's like the memories in that shirt whether it's you know um a, a, a tro like ho like lifting a trophy in that shirt or a certain player playing in that shirt um and like the connection that um uh like a, a like a football shirt is really like the perfect piece of like memorabilia because it, it not only you know shows it has the, the team badge it shows that you're a fan but there's so many memories like certain matches certain like a personal connection even if it was the first jersey you got when you were a kid now you have it in a size that fits you as an adult um there's so many memories that can be um held in a, a, a certain shirt whether it's something that's you know um able to be uh, that's relatable to a larger audience or if it's just like a even like a a, a personal connection to so i think that's the beauty of, of of shirts and why i think retro kits have um such a wide um, um appeal yeah just to sort of add on to that as well i believe i read somewhere that the, the famous sort of liverpool candy shirt the probably the most sought after liverpool shirt as a retro kit collector i think i saw at the time when it was released it wasn't the most popular shirt but, amongst yeah. the Liverpool fans but yeah I think it sort of adds on to what you've said um, that they were very successful at the time so that would probably is something that resonates and then also the 90s style as well but yeah I think that as for an example as a Chelsea fan I know when we won the Champions League in 2021 the, it was our first season with the number three on the front and it right. wasn't yeah with that Definitely when that came out, no one was a massive fan of that. The shirt yeah. was a little bit sort of basic as well. But yeah, I think over the after, over a few years, especially if we don't win that trophy again for a while, that would definitely be something that Chelsea fans will probably hold on to. And I could see that becoming quite a popular shirt in the future. 
And, you know, while we're talking about retro, I think, uh, you know, we've been like going in on Nike right now and how they've just got things so wrong uh, with their templates. But I think Adidas over the last few years, I think, has just surged so far ahead of everyone else uh, when it comes to their jerseys. Um, as an Arsenal fan, uh, that is something I can testify to 100%. I think mm. we come out with such incredible jerseys, incredible training gear, uh, like retro range, all of it. Like the jerseys and everything has become so good. There's a discussion now that do you think Arsenal will go back to their old badge, you know? Uh, because like currently, like our new one's kind of modern. People are saying it looks a bit like it was made on Microsoft Paint. Uh, that's always a common thing said about the current Arsenal badge. So um, I want to ask both of you, uh, Tom, I'm going to start with you about what what is Adidas doing right uh, that others aren't? Like, I feel even at the World Cup, uh, the, some of the best kits, like if you look at Argentina, I thought the Germany kit was incredible too. Um, the designs they put out are just so slick. And I think every sort of team that they're, they're making a kit for, they're doing what suits them. So, yeah, obviously going back to the Arsenal, the Arsenal shirts, I think, yeah, your home shirt over the last couple of years has been really nice. Your sort of the banana skin away shirt that you have is very, very nice as well. And then, yeah, going to the World Cup kits, I, I don't think Adidas have ever put out a bad Germany kit. I, there might be one that might be slipping my mind, but, yeah, they always get that right. They get their style perfectly. They do exactly what you want from a German kit. And I think that's just what they're doing but better than everyone else. They're sort of giving the, each team that they design for something different to help them stand out, which I think the other companies aren't doing. Like you, We've talked about Nike a lot, but Puma and Castori as well, that I know are mm. picking more and more clubs up at the moment. They're just The fact they use this template around each other just is what sort of puts them down and sort of behind the pack behind Adidas, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's interesting. This is an interesting topic because um, certainly I think Adidas did a much better job than Nike at this current World Cup. Um, and we, we haven't talked about the Mexico, the Mexico kits. Uh, they didn't wear their away yes. shirt, but the Mexico away shirt is, I think, one of the best jerseys in the last, um, you know, five years for sure. Um, but I think if you look so to me this was like a resurgence for adidas um this world cup because besides what they've done for arsenal i think they put a lot of effort into what they what they come out with for arsenal because i think the last even i mean in, in addition to you know the training gear the the retro line that they were uh, that they've done um and the bruised banana shirt is actually another shirt that when it first came out was like panned universally and now it's obviously become one of the most iconic jerseys ever but um I think besides that, they've they've been okay. They did hit and miss for sure. Whereas Nike has been a little bit more consistent. And it's funny because what they've done with Arsenal, what Adidas has done with Arsenal, and what Nike have done with Chelsea are kind of t- not indicative of the rest of the work that they've done. Like I think some of the Nike um, national team designs before this year were really really good. Like some of the Euro stuff that they that um, that they had, um, even going back to the previous World Cup. Um, what they did with Nigeria, what they did with Croatia um, were really, really strong designs. Whereas this year it was just kind of weird. And I do think that um, they did take a step back. Um, Nike did at least. Um, And Adidas, like they've been, they've been, they've been having a lot of solid, obviously, you know, their history in in, in the game goes back decades and they're, you know, um, probably the, the foremost, authority when it comes to um soccer sporting like uh whatever equipment um apparel and whatnot but 
Um, I think for sure it's been a huge step forward for them at this World Cup, and I hope that they can continue to to keep that going because it's to me I'm a Nike guy. Like I'm, I'm wearing a Nike uh, sweater right now, but um, I think Adidas is definitely taking that step forward um, at the at this World Cup. Yeah. And how do we feel about Puma and the away kits, uh, the templates they had? Uh, uh, Someone was saying that, like, which is going to be, you know, Ramsey, we're talking about, like, the jersey, which is everyone hates right now, but in 20 years, I feel like, I just have a feeling that in 20 years' time, that jersey is going to be, like, really iconic. You're so, not, you think so? so? Uh, no, so you're not, you're not wrong, because I think what they even was it their third kit was it the man city like uh, all the like their third jerseys had like the, yeah, uh, the, nice uh, like the, the team name yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. that is like completely out of the box something that we haven't seen and something that i certainly did not like and looking back at it now still don't like um but it is so far out of the box and same with the these uh world cup templates with that kind of the number like that bat, uh, space for the number like left blank if you don't have if you don't get it without the number or if you don't get it with the number um that's something that you know in 10 15 years might be looked back on as because it's a, it's a it's a big swing it's a huge swing they did not play it safe and you have to give them credit for that because it's something that you know they could have you know just come out with another plain shirt which is I mean, but they've done a lot of previously. So I think they kind of might have they might have had that maybe in an internal memo going around saying like, hey, like we're we're playing it too safe. Maybe it's time to take some risks. And you have to appreciate that. You have to respect that. I don't think they hit with those risks, but maybe who knows? In ten, fifteen years, we'll look back on it and say, like, you know, what, that that. You gotta tip your hat to Puma. They were they were trying for something, and these actually don't look that bad. Yeah, um, I've just been my, my main memory for like the, the third kit. I think it was um, a Fenerbahce game in Champions League. It might have been Europa League. I'm not certain what competition it was, but I remember a player celebrating, going to try and kiss the badge. Oh, and, and the badge. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, they did. They definitely. I think a right round. They definitely missed with those. They were not. I don't think I've seen a fan of any of those clubs who've gone out to try and rush and get those. But yeah, maybe, maybe in a few years' time, there'll be something that yeah, people want to get their hands on just because they were so different. But yeah, no, they, they weren't for me, those. Definitely not. I think the thing with them is, I think the bigger problem was they did that like across the board. Mm -hmm. You know, you had Dort, right. you had City, you had yeah. Milan. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if they tried it with maybe one club, you know, uh, see how it went I think that was my bigger problem that suddenly it kind of took away the novelty of it right because it just mm -hmm. felt like mm -hmm. so like they've just been lazy almost um, yeah so that's something I felt um, so guys we're talking uh, just you know on the eve of the World Cup quarterfinals uh, so I'm not going to ask you who's going to win I think that's every other podcast in the world is going to do that I want you to tell me which one of the eight you think has the best jersey Ooh. Um. Ooh. Yeah. Of those left. Um. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough. I think I. Yeah. So the best I, in the world. I think I'd go you with. It's a toss-up for me for the best. I, I really like Croatia's and I really like Morocco's. So I think I'm going to go for Morocco's. It's just it's got they they've got their African sort of style on it. This yeah, nice. The red's a good color. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Morocco for the best and for the worst of those left. 
Oh, I think I'm going to have to go with Portugal's. Portugal's this year. They've just the the where the level of the green comes in with the red and the diagonal. It's just it's just such. It's not a good design at all. It's one of those where you saw the concept and thought, oh, it's not doesn't look great, and it doesn't look any better on the players either. So yeah, Portugal for definitely the worst, and then I think Morocco's is my standout for those that are left in. Um, yeah, Morocco's clean. Mm. It's really yeah, clean. yeah, yeah. I thought I thought Puma did a good job with with the Morocco ones. Um, so this might be a little weird, but I think Argentina's home kit is the is the best one out mm. of the 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 final eight. But the worst one is their away kit with Ooh, the flames okay. going going on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, that the one to me. One, the, the purple one. So I love I love a purple shirt. I lo- I, I absolutely. Like um, there's another Everton shirt actually that that that's purple that's that's fantastic but um, the flames on it like Belgium's is even worse the Belgium oh home yeah Belgium over the socks as well was just yeah yeah horrible. yeah yeah but so I think the 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 color of the the away Argentina one it's it's really really good like it's really like well done they did a good job picking it but there's like the the flame details on it to me um like i'm not i'm not a huge fan of i think i was not a big fan of portugal's either um but i so i've had to pick up like a a country in general i think i'm not a big fan of either of portugal so theirs um would um probably be like as the whole the worst but if i had to pick one kit that i like i i I think maybe because like the the potential to, to have such like a great jersey was there and they kind of messed it up with the flames maybe that that has something to do with it but um yeah the argentina way not not a huge uh, not a huge fan of interesting i'd go with you i think argentina's the best one uh just something about it just a little regal about it i think uh i think worst one for me i guess it'd be i think brazil like i, I don't think i hate it but i just think it's disappointing um i would like the green to be slightly darker maybe not so yellow yeah. uh, like if you look at some of brazil's yeah. like 98 2002 world cup kits um you know that i think that you have green across the sides um i don't know there's something about it which is doesn't sit right with me with that Brazil kit. And I think it's a team. This Brazil team deserves yeah. a better jersey, you know? Like, they're going to probably win the World Cup with the way they're playing. So I think they should do it yeah. with wearing something nice. Um, Ramsey, quick last word. Uh, are Urban Pitch looking for new writers? Always, uh, always. Um, anyone who's listening to this, if you can if you can write, if you love the game, um, uh, send us an email, info at urbanpitch.com. Um, Thomas, you're more than welcome on. Um, yeah, no, kit aficionados, kit collectors, anyone who's got you know a passion for for the game and has has a good writing background, uh, we're always looking for new contributors. Um, so send send some portfolios, send whatever. Um, yeah, love to have you. The email and the link in the show notes, uh, and people can check that stuff out. Yeah, awesome. Cheers, guys. All right, yeah, thanks, Jimmy, for having us.